0: Are you ready to live the life you were made for? I'm Lisa Pulliam, founder of More To Be and host of this podcast. I'm a seasoned life coach and passionate about helping you experience wholehearted breakthrough and authentic life transformation. Through exploring timeless biblical principles combined with the best mental health coaching practices, I'll help you explore emotional, spiritual, and relational well-being so that you can uncover a life of deep purpose and lasting impact. That is the more-to-be life you were made for, a life aligned with God's best. On this episode of the More To Be podcast, I am joined by Wendy Pope. She is the founder of Word Up Ministries and the author of Hidden Potential, Wait and See, Yes, No, and Maybe, as well as a book that we will be talking about today, Jesus Everlasting, Leaning on Our Counselor, Defender, Father, and Friend. Wendy enjoys leading thousands of women worldwide through the one-year chronological Bible as part of the in-depth read-through-the-word Bible studies she has been teaching for decades. She lives with her husband, Scott, and their two children in North Carolina. Welcome to the podcast, Wendy. So glad to have you.
1: Oh, I am so glad to be here. And I love more to be because that's exactly, exactly what Jesus died to give us more, more and more. It's amazing.
0: It is amazing, yes. and I've been recounting this season, kind of the history of more to be, because we're celebrating 10 years, which is like,
1: wow, that's crazy. amazing,
0: yes, that is crazy, uh, and and this idea through, like, the one thread, through all the pivots, and all the changes, and the directions that we didn't know we were going in, is this idea that there's life that God has given us to live, that we've yet to uncover, and oh. so... You know, through that encounter with Christ, that um the the key verse for more to be comes from second Corinthians three sixteen, and it's this idea of this encounter with God. and when we encounter Jesus, then we shine more bright, more beautiful, more like mm-hmm. him. Yes. And, and so I love it when we can have people on the podcast that share that vision.
1: Oh, yes. He is what the God of immeasurably
0: more. He right. is
1: mm-hmm. right,
0: right. And, and whenever, my soul
1: aches. My soul aches for everyone to have that relationship, and I think yours does too.
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think we can live. We live with a, a, a vision of a limited God.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Right? Oh, yes.
0: So I would love you know before we even dive into to your book, which I think is really relevant. um, Tell us like how you even got to this place in life, like kind of give us a snapshot of your story and your passion for Jesus and teaching the word for all these years.
1: Well, I'll I'll tell you, it was, it, it is, um, it is evidence of, of a life invested in the relationship, um, any relationship that you have that is worth, uh, your time worth an investment is, is going to give back. What, uh, earthly relationships, I think of, of my husband, my, my married relationship, my friends that I have, I've got five friends that I've been friends with over 50 years and right. we we still, yes. and And we are still together. We still pray with one another, but I know these women, I know these girls because of time invested. Mm-hmm. And so if your listeners will think of it that way, it's the same thing with Christ. It's the same thing with Jesus. It's the same thing with Holy spirit. The more time you invest with him, the um, mm. the deeper the intimacy will be with him. The more you will know what he wants you to do. You won't even have to ask; it will be second nature to you. Mm. Um, he will be that he will be that friend that's always there, and you'll know it, and you'll have this confident faith. But it is not something that came overnight. I mean, I I was uh, I, I joke, but it is so true that I grew up with Warded June Cleaver. Uh, <laughs> my brother's name was Wes, not Beaver or Wally, but we grew up with just the best parents. They mm-hmm. took us to church. They served others. They served church. They We saw them every day reading their Bibles. I mean, we had it right out in front of us, but you cannot live off uh, your parents' faith or mm-hmm. an aunt or a grandmother or whoever maybe raised you, because I'm not, not even enough to know that not everybody Grew up with Warden June June Cleaver, Um, so really it was. I had this foundation. I accepted Christ when I was seven. I was always at church. um, Growing up, did Bible studies, did the quiet time, the prayer journals, all of those things. I mean, I had this foundation, but it really wasn't until my early thirties when, um, even after marrying the man of my dreams—that's what I call him because I wanted um, tall, blonde fast red car and a Christian really those were kind of the top wow. and the rest. and I got all of them all Excellent. of them down to the fast red car he still got that car in our garage the, the red Z, Z28 Iroc with T-tops
0: wow um,
1: so even after like god blessed me with all of these even even trivial things honestly um i still felt like Mm, something's missing i had my little girl i was pregnant with uh, uh with a with a son at the time we didn't know he was a, a boy going to be a boy then but um it was still like is this it mm. is this as good as it gets you know mm. um and that's sad because that's how so many christians live yeah. they get to a precipice and they're like is this it okay i guess it is i'll go to church i'll take my sermon notes i'll highlight i'll fill in all my bible study blanks and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that you're not you're not less saved than me or you or someone else that is yeah. living this more than life that you are talking about um but i knew that there was something missing god puts that in us yeah. and we miss it so often christians especially miss it because we try to fill that with what the world offers teases us with glitter mm-hmm. gold fame fortune you know yeah. social media likes and followers and and all of those things. Um, Mm. And it's it's so much less than, Mm. the opposite of more than, less than what God wants to give us. So honestly, I I said, you know, Lord, I think I'll just start with reading your word. And I started with Psalm 1. Mm, I love it. Early 30s, I'd been in church my whole life. I knew where Psalms was, right in the middle of the Bible. Mm. Um, There's 150 of them. And I spent 150 something days because Psalm 119 is 176 verses. Yeah. So I like to give the caution out, be ready for it. Yeah, right. Um, it took me a couple days to read that because um, I was not uh, one that spent a lot of time in the word in 176 verses to somebody who um, is not a good reader and yeah. has a hard time comprehending. It was overwhelming. Um, but God's so gracious. I just yeah. took a few days. He didn't give me any demerits. I felt confident about that. <laughs> and then after 150 days, 50 something days, I started over with Psalm yeah. and learning um that it's okay. Psalms taught me this. It's okay to take all of my baggage, all of my garbage, all of my complaints, all of my anger to mm-hmm. God. He mm-hmm. can shoulder it all. David did all of that. The Psalmist, uh, David wrote most of them. But the psalmist, Moses, Ezra, some of these great, Solomon wrote psalms. They they all had yep. life like we have it. And it taught me, that God is big enough to take care of all of that. Yeah, And that just started me on a quest to really find out more about God. Um, and then I went straight into that to just little devotions. I would read them in the morning, have my quiet time. I started having a quiet time. Before the sun came up, the Lord has taught me that I need to meet with God before I meet with my people. Um, And so I still do that to this day, Um, almost two decades later, Wow! get up before the sun comes up and spend time with him in worship. Um, But I stumbled across the one-year chronological Bible. Um, And I did not know, uh, this is just my naivete, did not know that the Bible that we carry to church is not written in order of how things happened. Mm-hmm. It's actually categorized. And you've got your, you've got the, you've got history books, you've got poetry, you've got prophets major and minor, you've got gospels, and they're all broken up into sections. But the Bible itself was written at, in this chronological fashion in an order of how things happened. Mm-hmm. So for example, when Nathan confronts David about his sin with Bathsheba, Um, David's response is, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit in me. He says to you, against you, O God, and you alone have I sinned. That's Psalm 51. Well, in your traditional Bible, Psalm 51 is after Psalm 50, before Psalm 52. But in your chronological Bible, it's in 2 Samuel, right when that happened. Mm. So it really lit a fire under me, honestly, Lisa, to um, understand and read the entire canon of scripture as best as man can interpret it and as best as we can pinpoint the time we the experts Um, and it just fostered and uh, a love for God a love for his word a desire to do what his word says it's more than just reading I mean even Mm. Satan knew scripture right you know it's more than that it's more than knowledge it's a it's a tucking away of that Um, So I don't sin against you, scripture says. It's a tucking away so that your truth will lead me. It'll straighten my path, so scripture says. Um, And it develops and cultivates a trust relationship with this friend, with this counselor, this defender, this father that you never knew was even possible. You know, we, we cheapen Calvary by leaving Christ on the cross or by leaving him at the empty tomb. We forget, or even we're not even aware of, I don't even think it's something where most Christians are not even aware of, that this is an everyday relationship that he died to give us, yeah. to fulfill everything that we need, everything that we want um, in life. It, and it's truly what we need ends up what we want, yeah. um, which is so counterculture. But that's how it all started, really. It just started out of a woman who was desperate for something different in her relationship with God, something more than Sunday church. And I've learned, yeah. you know, we put so much, um, such a heavy weight on our pastor's shoulders each Sunday to fill us up. Yeah. When Sunday should be the place where we go to top our tank off. Yeah. We have filled our tank. We're just going to top it off and we're going to worship the one who kept us full, free satisfied yeah. and strengthened all week. Yeah. Um, and so when I learn to do that, and, and I, I I go through ebb and flows just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. But when I when I'm in that right cadence with the Holy Spirit and his word, there's nothing sweeter. Mm-hmm. And um that's really honestly that is the essence of Jesus everlasting. Yeah. There's nothing sweeter than the name of Jesus. There's nothing more powerful than the name of Jesus. There's nothing more satisfying than the name of Jesus. You, I, I don't even know how a Christian can say the name Jesus and not feel just a deliciousness in in, a, in your mouth, a, a joy in your heart, a strength in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I want the readers to get from this book is
0: he's everything I need. Yeah. Everything I need. Yeah wow you said so much that it's completely paralleling circumstances in my life oh, wow yeah so i'm like if 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 anybody could look at the video i'm like just kind of taking it in like you're you're ministering truth in a way that is affirming the the things that god has been teaching me like even this morning i cried out in in my prayer journal lord why like what are you doing i i'm you know frustrated with you And I had the freedom to be that honest with him because of my years spent in the Psalms. Absolutely. And yet, you know, I I didn't just so you know, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I came to faith when I was in college, my junior year of college. But I didn't start reading my Bible until I was in my 30s. It's kind of interesting Mm -hmm. parallel with you. Uh, And so there's still this voice in my head this morning that was saying, like, really, Lisa, you're going to be mad at God over this? Uh, and then the other side <laughs> kind of came out. I'm like, yeah, the psalmist was ticked off at God, but it always returned to praise when he got honest.
1: Every single time. Every yes. time.
0: So I was like, I needed to get honest because I need to get to praise. And I can't get to I... praise if I can't get it out. No, because then what? this is why I say
1: the word the word, God's word, but words are so powerful. Um, We have to get that off our chest. We have to get that out of our being because if we don't, even when we're frustrated with God or a friend or whatever, we have to get it out because if we don't, it's going to take root. Always. And if it takes root, that root is going to disturb everything that God wants to do in our lives, in our lives, but also through our lives. So yeah. I am a firm believer and just hashing it out. I will say I'm not good at journaling because this is crazy, but I'm scared that when I pass and I move into heaven with Jesus, that my people are going to come behind me and find out all the times I was upset with them and I will have moved past it, but it will be fresh on them. Yeah. So I'm always scared to leave behind things, but, um, I do have journals lying around, yeah, yeah, again, yeah. but, um, yeah, so we have to we have to know that yeah. God was strong enough uh, to um, to come as pers- a per- the person of yes. Jesus to die on the cross for us. He can take our little old oh, anger. He can take our yes. little old oh, upsetness because it then leads. Once you get the vileness out, it leads to yes. praise. It, and, it and it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that that could even happen. Right. I mean, it, yeah, and you can't keep it in your head. Here's no. the thing is you can't keep it in the, your head and in your heart. You've got to get it out. The word is out. is so powerful. Right. Um, you got to release it.
0: It is. It is. And you were walking through, as we record this, we're walking through my mother-in-law dying of cancer and my daughter getting married in three weeks.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. We are having a parallel life because oh. my mother, my mother passed away in April of this year, oh. my mother-in-law passed away in July oh. and I just lost my father a week ago. Oh,
0: I'm so. Sorry.
1: And so it, 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 we do have very similar
0: yeah. lives. Yeah. Wow. It in a- <laughs> seasons and stages and, right. and, you know, I don't, I, I've, I've found myself saying so much in the last three months, she was diagnosed in, in uh, June 1st and we're in the end of August right now recording. Right and i i'm like lord you didn't prepare me for this like mm-hmm. i i never it, it i've had this daughter for 22 years never imagined that i would be marrying her off at the same time saying goodbye to the this woman ha, who has been my mother in so mm-hmm. many ways right and right last exactly time with her and she says love you dear you know love you too dear and i just me hung up and I bawled because how many more times am i going to hear that right? Right. And I could, and I think so many of us, we don't want to feel the feels. So we just shut it off. We disconnect. Exactly. And
1: that's so dangerous to our mental health, our emotional health and crippling to our spiritual health. Crippling Mm -hmm. to our
0: spiritual health. And, And so there was this, even in the busyness of this morning, taking care of the puppy and, you know, getting ready to, to meet with you for recording the podcast. There was this sense of like, I need to have this conversation with God right now, or I'm going to lose it on somebody today. Mm-hmm. Like he, he has got to be the place I find myself grounded and centered. Right. And, and it has to be in a place of honesty. Right. And you, mm-hmm. it wasn't a full page. It was just a couple of sentences and Lord, why, but your will be done. Right. right. What? And I even said to him, What is it that you're trying to teach us in this? How are you trying to transform us? What are we missing in the middle of our Mm. our grieving? Like, where do you want to make us more like your son through Mm -hmm. this suffering?
1: And that's what it is. That likeness, that image. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, too, that I always go back to Lisa, is that even Jesus, who was born to die. He knew what his mission was all along.
0: Right.
1: Still, still at the last minute said, daddy, if there's another way, could we do another way?
0: Right.
1: Right. At the last minute, he's crying out to his everlasting father from everlasting to everlasting. Can we do this thing another way? Because I'm feeling the humanness of every bit of this. I know what's coming. Could we do another way, please?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And yeah. if Jesus himself could talk to the Father as honestly and openly as that, it opens the door for those conversations for us to have. It right. really does. And right. they it relieves so much spiritual anxiety that yeah. we aren't meant to or equipped to live with. Yeah. Um and it it smothers and it um overpowers the more than life that the the intimacy that Jesus wants to have with us through the power of the Holy Spirit, it all gets quenched because we don't get that out. And and we feel like at least for many years, I did. So I want us to speak for myself. um, It's like by taking our feelings like that to the Lord and being angry and even calling out for vengeance on the enemy and our enemies, that kind of thing where I felt like I was being, um, not giving God holiness and reverence that is due him. And I felt like, well, who am I to question God? I'm not questioning who God is. Yeah, I'm questioning what's going on in my life Yes, to gain a greater understanding. Even Daniel, and I mentioned this uh, in the book, says, you know, it says he was praying for 21 days. He had been praying and he was asking God questions. It says scripture says he was praying for understanding. So God comes to him. He answers his uh, prayer request immediately. But Gabriel comes and says, Hey, you know, I've been battling for 21 days on your behalf. The answer came immediately, but I've been in this fight. So here's the thing is we have no idea what touches us. What we think touches us has nothing holds a candle to nothing of what's going on above us. Right. And so what comes to us is filtered to us. We have to trust that it's the sovereign hand of God. It's the sovereign plan of God for our life to strengthen us, to bring us to a confident faith, but also to have that intimacy with him that he wants to have with us. He will use all of that for our good and his glory if we allow him.
0: I know. I know. And I believe it. And then I, I, I exist in this place of, it's not confusion, but like, I don't get it, Lord, right? so, yes. so, on this one hand, there's this this insane suffering and and celebration. On this other hand, there are things that I have been praying about that are like passion pursuits, I would call them, and and you know, career aspirations and dreams and and th- these bucket list experiences. And the Lord is like dropping them into my hand. Like, boom, here you go, Boom, here you go. And I'm like, Lord, why are you so gracious with this? And yet, over here, mm-hmm. thing that things that feel much much more sacred and much more um eternal, right? Uh, it doesn't feel like he's he's answering the salvation of my family members, for example, right? Mm-hmm. like i've been I've been praying for family members for thirty years, right? Yes. Uh, and so then at I the end of the day, that. I'm like, okay, Lord, because <laughs> that you're, you have to work with the heart of a human that has not bent their, their heart, their knees, their mm-hmm. raised their hands and surrendered to your will as much as you've hotly pursued them. This on the other hand is I've already surrendered it to you, gives you freedom to work as you will.
1: That is, that is the key right there is surrender. Yeah. It is. And I, I talk with one of the ladies that we meet in the Bible, um, Mary yeah. Magdalene. I talk about a life surrendered, a life mm-hmm. sacrifice to God. And we, you know, <clears throat> sacrifice is not something in in our culture. I mean, it it truly, I mean, let's just be honest, we're not asked to sacrifice a lot. There mm-hmm. are people that maybe even reach and your podcast reach different parts of the world where it truly is a sacrifice to worship, to have a Bible to talk about godly things. But on this side of the world, we we sacrifice and suffer very, very little, truthfully. Um, The poorest is the richest compared to many others on parts of the world. Um, But that is where Jesus was most satisfied and fulfilled when he sacrificed his life Mm. for us and in the Father's plan. Mm -hmm. The deepest satisfaction starts there. Now we're not asked on any given day. Most of us are not asked to give our physical life. Yeah. But we are asked to give up and hold our hand open. Lord, yeah. I'm going to hold everything open, and you take what needs to be taken, and you give what needs to be given. Yeah. And you put there what I need, and and um, what I think I need might not be what he thinks I need. I know. You know, I might I know. need a little bit <laughs> of discipline. I might need a little <laughs> bit of stuff. Maxie. Sh- That's my dog barking at my husband. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, But um, yeah, just keeping it real. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I Um, love real.
1: But um, yeah, and it's it's then when we can just sit there and we can experience him as our counselor. He comes to us as our counselor, our defender, our father, and our friend. And we're like, oh, this is what she was talking about. Uh, Oh, this is what that verse means. I get it.
0: Yeah. And you provide... You know, I've been able to thumb through your book and start personally on some of it. And what I love about this book is that it's not, it's more of a Bible study, to be honest. It is. I felt it. Right. Um, And you ask after, you know, even just in the introduction, you have reflection questions at the end with space to journal in it. And one of the questions um, that really was good for me to pause at was whether you've spent lots of time with Jesus or just getting... Introduce him, take a minute to list some of your impressions about who Jesus is. Exactly. Right. And I, yes, that was good for me because I was like, I don't think I've answered that question or thought about who Jesus mm-hmm. is. And, and you know, faithful, kind, strong, loving, sacrificial. Right. Mm. And, and 10 years ago, 20 years ago, what would I have said about who Jesus was then versus? Mm. How I see him now and how is that changing the way I navigate through the ups and the downs of life, All the right. places where I'm called to suffer, <coughs> and the times in which God is pouring out blessings, like where, where's my heart before the Lord it has so much to do about who I see Jesus to be in my life.
1: Absolutely. What a great, great point is where you are with the Lord really does dictate who you see him as. Yeah, truthfully, yeah. and also our experiences with him dictate that. That's mm-hmm. why it's so important. And I've said this in, in one of my books, and I, I teach this often. Is I, I call it my faith bank. Mm-hmm. Is um, you know I keep depositing those moments of God's faithfulness. So yeah. in the moments when I think He's less than faithful, which He's never He's never less than faithful, yeah. but sometimes I perceive that, I can go and make that withdrawal to say no. No, Satan. You're not going to make me think that God's not going to be faithful to me this time because mm. I remember in these other times He was faithful. Yeah. Um, and you just build that faith bank, and that's right. you know you that's sometimes what you live off of the reserve.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're doing in this book. You know, so I, I'm going to share what I see this book as uh, an invitation to encounter. Sides of God that we've not encountered before, and and you lay it out, this wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and it was really funny because you're like, okay, I'm going to call out the elephant in the room. Why is this not a Christmas book? Right? Exactly. So, So share share the key verse, like the the guiding principle, and why this is not a Christmas book, because you make that point so brilliantly. Exactly. Well,
1: it's, it's Isaiah 9, 6, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is a prophecy that Isaiah, who was from and lived in the southern kingdom, was going to, well, was sent to by God to the northern kingdom, the 10 tribes that had totally turned their backs on God. Not that the southern kingdom had, didn't have their problems also, right, but right. he was supposed to go up there and say, hey, guys, you've turned your back on God. There's some bad things that are going to happen. The Assyrians are going to come in and wipe you all out. But one day, one day, there's going to be this savior that's going to come. He's going to be a counselor when you need it. He's going to defend you against all foes, foreign and domestic. He's going to, um, he is going to be your everlasting. He is going to bless you with favor from everlasting to everlasting, eternal. And then he's also going to be a sense of peace. And you've got to understand. These people were in the middle of war when they heard this. So they were thinking, okay, well, we're looking for this. We're looking for this 600 plus years. Did we hear baby Jesus cry? So that's why so many people associate this with Christmas because Jesus was this Christmas present in a cradle. He was there. And so um, he came as unexpectedly. And I really talk about the fact that sometimes we get the gift that's unexpected and it doesn't seem right at the time, but it's very right. And unfortunately, many that Jesus came to reveal himself to rejected him again. Yeah. And we were grafted in Gentiles, non-Jews were grafted in Romans uh, 11 talks all about that to were woven into the tapestry of the DNA of Jesus. We are sonships with, we share sonship with him. We are children of God Mm. and this prophecy directly now comes to us and we can choose to leave him in that cradle and celebrate him with our nativity scenes at Christmas and sing and herald these Christmas songs that are all about this and and still be saved. We can do that, but we're missing out on the everydayness that Jesus came to be yeah and um and i i've lived with him in the cradle i've mourned and been heartbroken of his sacrifice on the cross i have celebrated the resurrection from the cave um and none of those if none of those happened we would not experience the jesus of every day the jesus that goes on and on everlasting um and to me again we cheapen the cross we cheapen um and we limit as you said at the very beginning of our conversation we limit god um to oh he saved us not that that's not the end all be all and if that's all he ever did what a gift that is yeah but there's so much as to the name of your podcast there's so much more Yes, He's the yes. friend when none of your friends pick up the phone or message Praise back.
0: Praise him for that.
1: He is. He's he the is. friend that is never not there for you. Yeah. And now he might not have skin. He might not be able to give you a physical hug, but I call him God winks in the Bible. There are blessings yes. where he shows himself to us. Yes. One of my, my first book was wait and see and on it, um, are butterflies. And it talks about, I talk about how, that weight is like being in that cocoon yes. and that after we break free from yeah. that cocoon, just like the butterfly, those wings are strong. Yeah. But if we don't go through that weight, like this old legend says, the the, the person cut open the cocoon, yeah. that butterfly could not fly. Right. 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 So it's, it's, it's that, it's that same thing is that um metamorphosis that happens. Yeah. It is what he wants to do in our lives. And we would miss out on mm-hmm. every bit of that. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we're still saved. Yes. We're still saved. Yes. We're still going to heaven. Scripture says nothing can snatch you out of my hand. Yes. I mean, it's like there's a grip. There's a death grip, true death grip on yes. um, in God's hands that we cannot be taken from him. But oh, what we miss. And I've lived the just saved life. And um. I don't want that mm. Just save life. It's not yeah. satisfying. I'm going mm. to heaven. Yes, if I got hit by a bus, I'll know where I'm going. If cancer comes into my body and mm. takes me, I know where I'm going. Yeah. but I don't want to live the less than life. right. And to me, anything outside of of just being being satisfied with salvation, to me that's less than at this point. Yeah. And I just don't want that to happen. For anybody,
0: that's that's the whole purpose of this book. I know. I know. And and what I really feel like you are saying is something that a pastor of mine um had said. He's like, we're not just living for eternity. We in in Christ through right. salvation, we have been given the gift of of hope and power and strength. In the, in the here and now, right. it changes us for the now as it does, as it does change our destination. And you, know, when I, when I put my faith in Jesus, I was only concerned about the destination. Oh yeah. I, I had no hope that life fire earth could be better. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I, it wasn't even fire insurance for me. It was like, okay, well, if I'm going to have to live on in hell while I'm still breathing with my feet on this earth, mm. I want to know that in heaven. I'm going to have an experience Amen. like none other. Mm. And I didn't wow. have any expectation for anything different here. It was my ticket out. That was mm. that was the reason I put my faith in Jesus was I want the promise of heaven. And you know, I think partly that's like my long-term planning nature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I just, I see down the pike and I see consequences of actions. I always have. I think it's probably an asset when it comes to parenting. Right. I would nip uh-huh. behaviors quickly, right. because I could oh, see yeah. where they could it could turn into. But it has taken my walk with the Lord to realize he didn't just save me from and for, he saved me for now. And mm-hmm. to be with me, you know, Emmanuel, <laughs> God with us. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to feel that. And you know, I talk all the time about I work with horses. So I do equine assisted.
1: Oh, coaching. awesome.
0: Yes. And I've been partnered with this horse, Teddy, uh, who is also recovering from trauma and he walks so slow. And when I'm with him to walk in step with him, I have to slow myself down to, and I've shared this probably before on the podcast, but God just keeps on bringing it back to me. Like, I want you to walk with me like the way Teddy is requiring you to walk with him. Right.
1: Wow. What a great analogy,
0: right? Like get into the cadence, even if it's uncomfortable. And I, I, you know, I've been working with Teddy for six months and nine out of 10 times. I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. on, Let's go. And don't I do that with the Lord all the time. Don't
1: we do that with God? Yes. we do we do we want it we want we think it's burger king we want it our way yes we want it you know hold the pickle hold the lettuce you know yeah exactly and and sometimes we just have to slow down and um and and unfortunately or fortunately it's all about perspective yeah. deal with some of those consequences that maybe our past actions are now have caught up with us. Yeah. God doesn't in his sovereignty. I believe it's true sovereignty yeah. doesn't take away the consequences of our sin. He takes away, yeah. he died to take the power away yeah. of the sin. We yeah. still have the pull, but we don't, he, the power, even though Satan wants to tell us otherwise, the power yeah. is gone, but we have to live through the circumstances. And I believe in my own Understanding that those circumstances of our sins or of our missteps, they might not even be sins, but misstep mm-hmm. may be out of God's will, or we know we're supposed to do this, and we go like Jonah, we run the other way. Yeah, right. Um, you know, there are consequences for those actions, and God is sovereignly there with us in the consequences. He's making us feel those. Yes. We slow down in that cadence to feel that. But that's, again, a deposit in our faith bank that yeah. says God is never not going to be my friend. He's never yeah. not going to be my counselor, even yeah. when I'm in the belly of a well, yeah, or a fish. Um, he's going to be there when I'm in yeah. a chemo treatment. He's going to be there when I'm in divorce court. He's going to be there when I'm in bankruptcy. He's going to be there when I'm in the middle of a marriage or a relationship, maybe not a marriage, but a relationship that is broken and that is um, ending. He's gonna be there um yes, yes. and uh we have to slow that down and we live in a world as you know lisa that says hurry up hurry up you can have it right now i mean i could go some online right now to amazon and i can have something before the end of the day i know right Thanks, it's Lee. crazy <laughs> at times it is unfortunate but that's the and because we live in the fast paced fast food world we treat our relationship with God the same exact way. Yeah. And when we rush it, we miss it.
0: We do. We do. So I feel like your book is an invitation to encounter God in a, it in is. a fresh, I've said that. It, for you it really for a, is.
1: It really yeah. is. And these, these women that I teach, this was an unexpected blessing. I sat down to write the book and I started hammering out and studying the different titles the wonderful counsel of the mighty God, the everlasting father and the prince of peace and the history of all of that. And, and it just, the Holy spirit just connected me with these four or five women in the Bible that really aren't seen as heroines kind of like Deborah might be, Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, here, she was the judge and a warrior and, or Esther or Ruth, those women that we think of as, as heroines in the Bible, but these women are, these were hurting women. They were, one was possessed with seven demons mary magnolia um uh and and you you meet these women who are just like the women that we're going to encounter yeah probably at church yeah. or at the baseball field when we're watching our son play ball or yeah. you know the basketball court watching our daughter play volleyball or whatever um and i it's just such a unique thing the way that god put the titles with the different women yeah um and maybe really love them and yeah. and know them in a new way these are stories that you've heard before I mean yeah only the Holy Spirit teaches us the fresh insight and the fresh word alive and active Hebrew says is the word of God um, yeah so I just love the way he blended it all together so there's not a woman that will read this book that cannot find yeah. somebody to identify with
0: I love that so where can they find your book? That's the, that's the next thing.
1: Anything, any place on online retailers and probably the brick, and mortar stores, if there are any more, I, I miss those. I miss those so desperately. Yes. Um, any of christianbooks.com amazon.com orangeandnoble.com um is where they can pick the book up um if they buy the book from me wendypepp.org is my website i sign every book that goes out so you can buy it from me and and i'll um be happy to sign it for you and personalize it but um yeah grab it i mean it it really is um and i was talking with my daughter the other day and um she is an excellent writer and just a wordsmith, I call her, always has been. And she never reads it along the way, never mm. reads my manuscripts. And I've asked her before, and she just likes to have it in her hand. She's, a, she's not a Kindle reader. She likes to have the books mm. in her hands. And so I was telling her the other day, I said, um, I actually read this book cover to cover. Um, and this is the first book that I've written that I've been allowed to savor uh because i'm always on to the other project a lot of people yeah. think oh that they write the book and then in like a week or so it comes out we turn the manuscript in sometimes nine to 12 yeah. months ahead of time and so by that time i'm on to a different especially with teaching with read through the word i teach yeah. you're on to a different something and in the season of life having the three losses that we've had um this year and then recently everyone in my home got covid so we've all been quarantined i sat down and read it and and i was like man god this is good yes this is something that i'm identifying with myself i mean i i i i've tried many years ago god said it's not mine it's not i it's not me it's ours it's yours so I try really careful. I'm careful how I use personal pronouns, but you know, he and I worked on this project together. Yeah. And I just was reading it. And I was like, how interesting yeah. that the timing is after three deaths. Um, yeah. that I'm seeing what a wonderful counselor you are, and what a defender you stand in the gap mm-hmm. for me, um, and uh, what a great father you are. The promise of everlasting mm-hmm. knowing that I'll see these wonderful people again. And just the friend that you are just to sit with me and cry. I was cleaning out my purse the other day and it's been several weeks since I've done so and um, found my dad's wallet. The last time I took him to the doctor, he always wanted to take, he was 90, would have been 91 next month. And um, he always wanted to take his wallet. And my brother and I would always say, well, daddy, you don't need it. We've got it. I've got lunch or I've got whatever, and you don't need to pay anything at the doctor's, but it was a man thing
0: yeah.
1: to have that wallet and have money. And um, so I hurriedly grabbed it. And instead of putting it in his purse, his wallet, his pocket, I put it in my purse. Yeah. And so I was cleaning out and I found his wallet and I was like, just immediately, you know, the tears came and there was not a friend around Lisa mm-hmm. Sure. Accept Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And accept my everlasting Father, God, who knows what it's like to experience loss. Yeah. So it was the timing of the words in this book. I know I wrote them, yes, but I'm Mm. living the impact of the titles that Jesus wears in our life in 2021. Yeah. Um, and I want every woman or man, whoever boys pick it up too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to know that sweetness, mm. that's yeah. who he is.
0: Yeah. And I don't know a soul who doesn't need to know that. Sweetness. I
1: don't either. I mean, this world gets scarier and harsher every single day. When you think it doesn't get, it can't get any worse. It, it does. So don't, mm. don't even say it can't because mm. it will,
0: it will. And we need Jesus. We need Jesus more than ever. Mm-hmm. Wendy, I'm so grateful to have you here today. And
1: I'm grateful to be here.
0: Yeah. Anytime I can talk
1: about Jesus, and I think our souls just connected, yeah. our stories are so yeah. parallel.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I could sit and talk about Jesus all day.
0: Yeah. And I honestly, as you were talking, I realized this is what I've been missing. I, I've got good friends who. These are our conversations, right? Like, right? Jesus oh, yeah. is Jesus is doing. Jesus is what. Yes. But the pandemic has caused the that frequency to diminish, mm-hmm. you know, along right. with the seasons and stages of life. So it's been really soul feeling, soul filling for me. For Thank you. To you. My,
1: Thank me you. too. Me Good. too. Good. It's exciting, Put some excitement and lift in the rest of my day. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was
0: thinking. Would you be willing to pray for our listeners before we close?
1: Absolutely. i would be so honored to do that. Lord, we love that we can talk to you um, anytime, any day. We love that we can address you as our wonderful counselor, um, our mighty God, our everlasting father, our Christ of peace. You are a God who wears many, many hats. You are Elroy, You are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi. You have names upon names upon names that represent the character of who you are. And we are so grateful that we have not just a savior who sacrificed life on the cross so that we have eternity, but so that we could have every day with you. Um, you didn't leave us on this earth um, to to just flounder around and to tread the waters of the trouble around us, but to be right there in the midst and to reach your hand out like you did with Peter and said, come and walk with me. And so I just pray, to, uh, Lord, and ask for you to be um, pursuant of every heart listening to this podcast um, to the furthest parts of the world, um, there isn't anyone who doesn't need you. Need your salvation, yes, but need your dailiness, your on and on, your, your, your everlasting, there isn't anyone that doesn't need you. And so go to the nth degree, leave the 99 for the one, um, to bring yourself to them through the power of the Holy Spirit and then revealing yourself to them through the power of the spoken word the red word the preached word the rhema um the logos of who you are and so i thank you for lisa i thank you for the wonderful ministry that you blessed her with and pray for these days of a wedding coming up um just almost saddled with the loss lord it's hard to have those two um emotions walk hand in hand um so i just lift her up to you and her family and i pray for them as they go through these days and uh Thank you, Lord, for being our counselor and our defender and our father <clears throat> and our friend. Amen. Amen. Oh,
0: thanks, Wendy. Now Thank I don't you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I know. Don't. I know. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the More To Be podcast. I pray that you've been filled with hope as you consider what it means to experience wholehearted breakthrough and authentic life transformation. May you continue to pursue the life you were made for, a life that is truly aligned with God's best.